Hello and welcome to the Aviva podcast. My name is Ben Moss and today on the podcast we are talking retirement. You are going to hear from some parents at a kids party. I'm a teacher so I put money in each month um, so that there is something at the end. I put a couple of hundred I think a month away. I haven't been saving towards a pension and I've only taken one out in the last eight months. A savings and retirement expert from Aviva. If somebody was born in the year 1900s they'd expect to have a life expectancy of about 50. Somebody born this year was expecting to live into the late 80s. And a grandma who's quit her day job to follow her dream. I've had five children, so I've brought up five children. And when I left school, um, I would love to have been an actress, and that didn't happen. So I'm a sort of actress now. <laughs> so... Aviva recently released its latest Real Retirement Report, looking at the plans people aged over 50 are making as they start to approach retirement. If you'd like to read the full report, just check out the link in the show notes of the podcast. There are now almost 10 million people aged over 50 in work in the UK, and that represents almost a third of the workforce. There are also more than a million over 65 still working. That's up by a third in the past six years. To find out a bit more about where this trend is coming from, I've been speaking to Alistair McQueen, a savings and retirement expert from Aviva. Yeah, as you said, more people over the age of 50 in employment, more than there's ever been 10 million people, uh, double the number that there was 20 years ago. 10 million people, one in three workers over the age of 50 in employment. And so why is that? I think one of the key drivers is a core change in society in the UK in that we are living longer. We can't just get beyond that. If somebody was born in the year 1900, they'd expect to have a life expectancy of about 50. Somebody born this year was expecting to live into the late 80s. And with that longer life comes the expectation that we'll be able to contribute more towards society, contribute more towards employers, and then contribute more towards the workplace. And that's what we're seeing now with these growing numbers. Uh, and, and also the government is trying to catch up with this and change some of the rules. It used to be the case that somebody could be forced to retire purely because of their age, and that is no longer the case. And now people can no, not be made to leave work just because they've reached a certain age. They must be able to continue if they wish. And also people, because they're living longer, they'll have more retirement in front of them. They want to fund that. And one of the the most immediate ways of funding longer retirement is working and that's what we're seeing people are choosing to work because they're living longer some of them because they want to and some of them because it's a means of paying for their later life there are people over the age of 50 though who are i've heard it described as the sandwich generation so they're squeezed um what did the real retirement report find about these people and the reason why certain people over 50 are still having to work when maybe they don't want to yeah, sandwich generation, this is the concept of people that they're caring for children and they're caring now also for their older generation, the parents. And so I suppose as we're living longer, as we kind of mature through our working career, not only will we have our children beneath us growing up with us, we'll also have our parents still, thankfully, still with us in their own later life. And what we're finding is that yeah, one in three people are saying, I'm still working because I've got kids to support, but also at the other end, one in ten are saying I've got 
my my parents to support. I've got that responsibility as well. So this is a generation that are approaching retirement that have got their own well-being to think about, but they've got significant well-beings for younger generations in their family and older generations in their family. So the pressures on this population are significant. And one of the things we're keen to do in Aviva is understand those pressures and consider what is it we can do to help people. And that was one of the reasons for this report. It was just lifting the lid on these older workers. What's motivating them? Why are they doing it? What are their challenges? And what could we maybe do to help? Final salary pensions are being phased out. We're not seeing those anymore. State pension age is rising and the amount people are saving for their retirement. While there's more people saving, the amount they're saving is much, much lower than it ever has been. Are we basically all doomed to be working until we drop? <laughs> I don't think so. I think, however, we are having to rewire our expectations. The long-standing retirement ages that we've all walked around with of 65 for a man and 60 for a woman were set back in the 1940s. That was at a time when average retirement was maybe five or so years. So you worked for most of your life and then you had five or so years in retirement and that was the expectation back in the 1940s. Today, greatly, we can mostly expect to live for another 20 plus years in retirement, yet the long-standing retirement ages of 65 and 60 have not moved up. So it's not a case of working till we drop, it's a case of reframing our expectations that as we live longer, there's an understandable expectation that we should be supported in our ability to continue contributing. We're not saying retirement should not exist. What we're saying is our working life should work and rise to some extent in line with our life expectancy as we move forward. So let's celebrate our longer lives and let's support people in uh, the desire for them to work longer during those longer lives. Well, that was Alastair McQueen, a savings and retirement expert from Aviva. So, from those who are nearing retirement to those who haven't even started work yet. I've been to a four-year-old's birthday party in Bristol to speak to the parents about the retirement plans of those aged under 50. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm 28 from Bristol. Do you know how old you might be when you get to retire? Um, based on my pension, probably not until about late, well, late 60s, 67 possibly. You mentioned your pension there, so you are saving for retirement at the moment? I am. I'm a teacher, so I put money in each month um, so that there is something at the end. Do you know right now how much you've got saved up or how much you might have when you come to retire? Um, and it's on my head, no. I put um, a couple of hundred, I think, a month away. And so uh, any idea how much you might have or might even want to have when you come to retire in 40-odd years' time? No idea. Hopefully just enough to, to get by and live comfortably. Have you got any idea what age you think you might be able to retire? Um, no, I would imagine I'd hope to retire around age 60, just an average guess. So are you saving for your retirement at the moment? I am now, but only just because I decided to take out a pension recently. Um, I haven't been saving towards a pension and I've only taken one out in the last eight months. I work part-time at the moment, I'm self-employed, so I teach at a stage school. Um, I work roughly around six hours a week, so I decided to start paying into a personal pension. So you've got this pension, you've only had it for eight months. Do you know how much is in that pension? Uh, no, but if I do some quick maths, there's probably about 400 quid in there. I've been saving £50 a month for eight months about 400 pounds and any ideas how much you might have when you retire um absolutely no idea if i'm honest with you 
And do you know how much you might need when you retire? No. I haven't put any thought into it. Pension talk at a children's party. You won't find that on many other podcasts. Right, back to the over 50s. Aviva's Real Retirement Report also took a look at how people's working patterns change. The report found that almost 4 million workers have made a significant career change since turning 50. I've been speaking to one of those people. Hello, my name is Michelle. Um, I'm 56 and I live in Bristol. I used to work as a fraud investigator for the Department of Work and Pensions. I left school at 16 and joined the civil service and I've done a variety of jobs within the department and uh, Ford Investigator was my, my last role. And so uh, you've finished that now. So have you, have you retired? Would you describe yourself as having retired? Yes, I would say yes, definitely. Um, I was lucky enough to have a uh, final salary civil service pension, which I took opted to take at age 55. It was reduced, so I get um, an income from that. And I managed to pay my mortgage off a few years before that too. So I've been planning to take early retirement for quite a few years now. That's interesting actually because planning is quite a big thing, isn't it? So you actually put some thought into this a few years before to make sure you'd be in a position to do what you want to do now. Yes, I decided that I didn't want to... Well, the pension age for women now, um, state pension age, has been increased to age 67, which in my mother's day it was age 60. And the thought of, you know, working... uh, full-time or almost full-time to the age of 67 um, I just thought it's a long long time of not having any time to do things that I want to do have to bring up my children and time just to, to sit back and enjoy life a bit more and although you have finished your office job you are still working so tell us a bit more about the job you do have now yes I am working now um, I would consider myself a self-employed I've always enjoyed um, the theatre and I've been um, doing amateur dramatics for a long, long time. And I signed up as a film extra um, two years ago, two two years before I'd actually finished my job. And I I really enjoy it. I love it. It can be very well paid. It's interesting. You meet lots of interesting people. It's fun. And the bonus is you actually get paid for it too. But with my job, I couldn't. I had to turn down a lot of work that was offered um, as an extra because I was committed to my full-time job. So um, I can do this job now, uh, working as an extra as and when. It's a TV, film, um, film productions, and sometimes I could work for a whole week and do long hours. That that money then would cover me for two or three two or three weeks work. Um, actually at one time it was a month's salary that I earned in four days so then I can sit back and decide for the next week I can um, spend more time with my grandchildren or do, do the things that I, I enjoy so I can just plan my my time for myself now really. Have you been in anything that we might know? Um, I did um, Johnny English 3, I did four days on that um, about three weeks ago and I'm in casualty tomorrow (laughs) and so it must be uh, because of you you've planned you've now kind of given yourself the lifestyle you've I presume you kind of dreamed of haven't you yes I had I've had five children so I've brought up five children and when I left school I'm I would love to have been an actress but that didn't happen so I'm a sort of actress now (laughs) and you mentioned you've brought up five children would you talk to them about preparing themselves for 
retirement so so they can enjoy the years you're going to enjoy now would you talk to them about it oh yeah definitely i think it's very important um if they're in an occupation where they um, are lucky enough to have, you know, to have a work pension or they have a choice to take a work pension, I would say definitely. But the self-employed, my son is self-employed and I have encouraged him to take out a pension himself um, as, as self-employed. And there are benefits, I think, um, tax benefits to, to, to paying into a pension, but it is very important, definitely. Well, I'll be keeping an eye out for Michelle on TV from now on. So what are the hopes and dreams of others aged over 50? I've spoken to Lorne and Joe, who both work for Aviva and are both starting to think about life after work. I don't intend putting uh, slippers on and sitting by the fire of an old dog. I think it'll take the form of work of some sort, whether it's paid doesn't really matter. Um, I want to do something, whether it's voluntary or occasional. I don't really want to be tied down to a part-time position if I can help it, because I've got wider aims for uh, to travel far and wide and often. I'd like to go back around Europe on a train. Um, I've done that a few times, but there's now other countries have opened up from when I went when I was a, a young chap. Uh, I, I'm wanting to go to more to the eastern side, and also I've got plans for New Zealand, Canada, and uh, Australia as well, and Japan. We've actually put a deposit down on a six-birth motorhome, and we're basically going to go travelling around Europe. Well, I was hoping we were, I was actually going to be left by now. So if it's Christmas time, we want to sort of go straight to the sun. So we'll travel, hopefully, within about five, six days down to the, the uh, southern Spain, which mm-hmm. is about 1,500 miles. And I've got to learn to drive a motorhome. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if, if, if it's nearer like March, somewhere like that, then we're going to travel through France, see a bit of France first, and then travel down to uh, Spain. Uh, see Spain and then basically go from there you know we're going to stay in the motorhome um, if my son comes out like for Christmas or whatever we said we'll, we'd get a villa because you know family might come out as well so we'd just hire a villa which has got room for the sort of motorhome on the driveway but apart from that you know we're going to be out in the motorhome and we're hoping then to come out of France probably do Italy, Croatia and stuff like that so just travel for the next two or three years I think But, of course, those are the retirements we all dream of. For many, the reality won't be quite like that. Recent figures show that while a record number of people are saving into a pension, the amount they're saving is very low. For future generations, retirement could be very different. Back to the party again. Does pension saving or your retirement, does it worry you at all? Anything you're worried about at the moment? Um, No, it doesn't really worry me. It's just, I mean, it is at the back of your mind in terms of actually... It seems as though I'm going to be working a long time. Um, so that's kind of at the back of my mind, so trying to save as much as possible so that hopefully I can retire earlier. So does Alistair McQueen from Aviva have any words of encouragement? We've come up with three rules of thumb. Everyone's situation is different, but our three rules of thumbs, a broad brush would be, one, try to start saving at least 40 years before your target retirement date don't leave it to the last minute because you'll have a huge amount to claim so if you've got a target retirement date and age in mind try starting to save 40 years beforehand the other is well how much should i be saving and it's of a broad brush we'd say between 10 to 12 percent of your salary now that sounds like a big chunk but don't forget you'll get some contribution from your employer 
and some money from the tax man. So all of those added together, if you can get that up towards 10 to 12%, then you're starting to get into the level where you'll be saving enough to have the retirement you want. And how much should I really be aiming to amass by the time I do reach retirement in my pension pot? What kind of figure? Well, to give you the kind of lifestyle that we think you might want in retirement, think of your, what your final salary might be, what your salary is going to be when you reach retirement, and you'd have about 10 times that amount in your pension pot. Now, that's a lot of money, understandably, but one that you can hopefully save for over 30 or 40 years. So start saving 40 years before your retirement age. Try and save about 10 to 12% of your salary towards it every month. Now, that can come from yourself, the employer, and the taxman. And finally, when you do reach retirement, try to have about 10 times your salary in your pension pot. Now, those are broad brushes, but those three combined should put you in a good place to have the retirement you want when you want it. Well, that's it for this edition of the Aviva podcast. If you'd like to read more on Aviva's Real Retirement Report, you can find the link in the show notes. And why not check out some of the previous episodes where you can find out how the pensions dashboard could finally be the tool that gets people interested in their retirement savings. 